following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. It is January 5th, 2023. I am your host for the show, question mark, I think. Happy uh, New Year. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not used to being on the screen where I am, but. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I am Fat Nash. Uh, I am joined, as always, by Fat Hall. Hey, yo. I'm also joined by Vincent, a.k.a. Soul Train Christian. Hey yo, happy happy twenty twenty three. No no no, that's not his line. You don't hey yo. When did Vincent hey yo? I don't know, man. What the fuck are you doing? Virgil never used to say anything. That was the good thing about Virgil. He shut the fuck up. Oh, put me on mute then, my joke. (laughs) Uh, Finally, we found the loophole. You found the loophole. There we go. Uh, We'll be joined by Skinny Hogan. Uh, I have him here in proxy uh, over my shoulder with my WWE superstar that I found. Is there a Skinny Hogan exist though? Really? Yeah, it's Joe Lopez. No, I'm just talking about like actual Hogan. It's a skinny Hogan that actually exists. I guess I, I guess 1990 Hogan when he uh, lost weight. When he Fucking, stopped using steroids. Yeah, I guess. So Jesus skinny. Christ! Did you guys hear about Peyton Hillis? Yes. Yeah, he, he, is he still alive? What the he's fuck? Nice he's in critical condition. Saved yeah, his kids he, from drowning. Saved his kids. Jesus. Yep, saved his kids. What the fuck is going on this week? Welcome to 2023. Here's a swift kick right in the chest. Jesus. Gym. Good God. Can we New Year, same. Can we restart? Same yeah, seriously, can we? Hit you, know, the- you know what sucks, but you know what sucks too, Mike, is that that this this new theme has been doing for the last two months now puts me in a great mood, and sure. then this shit happened. Thank you, Jim. My God, well, don't thank me. Thank whatever '80s wrestling covers fucking page I thank, stole this from. Thank, thank Jim for being too wrapped up in three CT tonight to check his Twitter, and then he opens it and punches him right in the throat. What the fuck how's is that, how, how's that? So- How's that seat feeling right now, buddy? About four hours in. Good lord, my well, my ass is numb, so that's always. Good. Well, I mean, that's, a step, that's a step in the right direction. We should, we should give me ass a name for Thursdays now. Thursday numbness. Holy hell, dude! What a fucking Thursday, know, man! Yeah, jeez, um, rough, yeah, <laughs> rough, rough start. I get a um, fucking fantasy championship with an asterisk. Peyton Hillis is in critical condition, and my wife's favorite college team. Is under NCAA investigation. Happy oh, fucking Harbaugh New Year, motherfuckers! So Jim Harbaugh well, maybe uh, not there much longer. He may be going to the NFL. Let's let, 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 let's let's blow this up in epic proportions. Um, Michigan with the COVID bullshit, Peyton yeah. Hillis, the the Hamlin situation from Monday night. Yeah. God bless him. Uh, trying to figure out what the fuck the NFL is going to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, you know, we did have some wrestling. Yeah, uh, yeah, we had a lot of wrestling actually. Wrestle Kingdoms week, right? We actually this this is our first show of the new year. Obviously, didn't have a show last week uh, because producer Jim Fat Hall took the week off. I finally, so got a week off. 
Fuck it, let's all take the week off. So I, I lumped in my uh, my uh, my time off request with with uh, Fat Halls. No, 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 you no, 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 you don't lump. No, you 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 jackass do not get to lump anything in with mine. That was your eighth week off in the last seven weeks. I took my first week off in like fifty two. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Hey, I I, I I I look new year new me. I guess right. I'm here. No, right? you're you're one for one in twenty twenty three. One for one. One down, fifty one to go. Buddy, you're gonna you're gonna black out the entire month of August like you always do. We won't see you in fucking November. You're going for like you're going for like forty four. If, if if you make it to if you make Mike, it to the Mike beginning of March, fucking schedule. If you make it to the beginning of March without missing a show, I will be if, impressed. If he makes it to forty four this year, I may literally wait for for total or forty four forty four shows Ooh, this year. Here's a challenge. I'll do that. That's not a big deal. I think, I think, I think I did like forty last year, buddy. So, so that means you would have lost last year. You take off all of August and you take off most of November. That's eight that's, right there. That's eight 52, weeks. Fifty-two minus eight is forty-four. You're gonna that's miss a- another show. <laughs> the kid is gonna get sick. They're gonna have to amputate a toe. Your wife might stab you. Your Wi-Fi. Your Wi-Fi in your in your uh, security van's gonna go out. Something. Yeah. Your, your Wi-Fi is almost as good as the Wi-Fi at the Hockenstein states. Oh, dude, <laughs> dude, Mark almost Mark. You know, look forward to the three CT podcast on Tuesday because Mark almost fucking kills us again. Yes, he is I a he them. is a menace. I'm telling you, he's I, a I menace. I don't menace, I don't know dude. what to do with him. I really don't. But we love him. He's our intern. He or, he earns all of the money. He doesn't get paid. I just enjoyed when you guys were talking about that god awful. NJPW World Television Title. Oh my lord! And he and he cracks the joke, and someone goes, "That's a that bits are or it may have been Matt." He's like, "That bits already been used." Oh yeah, because Ryan Ryan made a joke, and then Mark used the same joke. Mark used the same. My response was, "Do we expect better from him?" I'm pretty sure that's his. No, we we most certainly do not. It's standard. It's yeah. That's that's what we that's actually what we what we expect from Mark. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So because this is the beginning of the 2023 season, we're going to wrap up the 2022 season with the takeys, uh, the 2022 award show. Um, basically, I'll give you guys a quick rundown. Um, obviously, we do have wrestlers of the, of the week coming up. Um, new, new, I guess, newer concept with that that we'll go into with you guys when we get there. Um so what happened was is basically we came up with – let me open up my spreadsheet here while I'm talking to you guys. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We had 11 total um, categories, 12 if you count wrestler of the year, uh, that we voted on. Um, each of the four of us nominated or ranked our top three with first place getting five points, second place getting three points, and the third place recipient getting a single point. Um, obviously, we have some awards that we've named after uh, former gimmicks and wrestlers, uh, including the Mr. Brody Lee Wrestler of the Year Award, which we'll give away here at the end of this thing. We're not going to start there, because that's what we've been building for all year. Um, yeah. Does anyone want to pick a category that we start with? Not a category, but kind of a suggestion that next year, just make a make a make a, make a deal next year to us us four wear tuxes next week next year for the, for the I'm, show. I'll buy a tuxedo shirt. 
Yeah, I'll wear a tuxedo t shirt. I mean, even a tuxedo shirt next time. I mean, yeah. I didn't try that two years ago. We didn't get through with that, but I, I swear. I'll, next I'll year, do it. I'll fucking buy that fucker tomorrow. Yeah, I'll get a tuxedo t shirt. Absolutely. Without yeah, question. I take his shirt, baby. Uh, does anybody have one they want to start with? Because there's there's a couple that we could that we could have some brief conversation with before Joe. Let's go mine. Paul Orndorff. Oh, all right. We'll start off with uh, another one that we have elegantly named the Hulk Hogan Paul Orndorff Feud of the Year. Uh, this one was um, hotly contested. Uh, there was seven total feuds that got votes. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'll list off the, the seven going seven to one, uh, and then we'll talk about where we had uh, ourselves so, some of these, you know, again, trying to uh, get time so that uh, Skinny Hogan can join us. Um, we had a tie for sixth place, uh, one point each for the feud of the Bloodline and the Brawling Brutes, as well as Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. In fifth place, we had a Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch getting three points. We had a tie for third, five points each for FTR and the Briscoe Brothers, as well as Gunther and Sheamus. In second place with six points uh, was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. And the Paul Orndorff Hulk Hogan Feud of the Year goes to Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, accumulating nine points uh, out of the possible... Um, total points um so i'll i'll go over mine real quick so you guys at home can uh can hear where i had things uh my number one feud of the year was gunther versus sheamus uh which culminated in their match at clash at the castle which i think was a fantastic match i do have um, my list then too i i i, I pulled mine I, have all, I have i have all four of ours on the spreadsheet so if somebody has a question okay, i can cool. read off what there was okay um i love was mine I love seth and cody We'll get there in a second. Let me finish. Okay. No problem. Uh, I loved Gunther versus Sheamus. Um, and the thing was is it also, to me, helped get over Ridge Holland and Butch, people that nobody gave a fuck about. It helped Giovanni Vinci and uh, Ludwig Kaiser roll. But those two guys beat the ad for loving fuck out of each other. And nobody at the beginning of that feud thought that it was going to be a feud of the year uh, contender, probably. Um at second, I had Cody versus Seth. Obviously, the matches that they had uh, were fantastic. Um, unfortunately, with Cody's injury, we probably missed out on a little bit more of it because I don't necessarily know that Hell in a Cell would have been the end of the two of them for the calendar year. It may have been the end for the time being, um, but I think we would have gotten those two guys together again at some point in 2022. Uh, and at third, I had the Brawling Brutes versus uh, the Bloodline. Uh, which obviously culminated in the uh, War Games match. Um, obviously. In War Games! War Games! War Games! War Games! Uh, yeah, another one of those where, you know, the three the three guys of the Brawling Brutes and the five guys of the Bloodline worked their butts off. Um, wanted to give it love because it, it was, it did lead to probably one of the greatest War Games matches of all time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's my. Those were my three. Uh, real quick, Joe's three, uh, because he's not here to talk about him. Uh, his third place vote was Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. His second place was Roman versus Brock, and his first was Cody versus Seth. Um, my three had Cody Seth at three. Um, I'm I mean, actually, I'm actually missing something in the votes. There was another. There was another feud that actually tied for for third, which was CM really? Punk. 
with CM Punk and MJF, which was yeah. what got your number one vote, Ernest. Oh, okay. Um, my three, uh, number three was, uh, Cody versus Seth. I mean, obviously it can controlled, um, you know, kind of the, the late part of quarter one, early part of quarter two, um, tremendous matches, tremendous buildup. Um, the, the interaction between the two, uh, from WrestleMania through hell in a cell. Um, obviously the injury cut that short. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what that feud would have been if it would have been there after the hell in a cell match because typically when you have a hell in a cell match it kind of ends a feud but um you know i feel, I, like, it, I feel like it would have ended but i feel like they would have picked it up again at some point possibly you know unfortunately we just didn't get to find out uh my number two bianca and becky um that controlled you know pretty much from january through august um it, it was the the primary focus of the raw uh women's division and kind of this um, changing of the guard uh, from Becky Lynch, and then the um, the kind of the 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 breaking point, the 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 uh, big time Bex absolutely losing her freaking mind, um, and then uh, you know now we we have the man Becky Lynch back, uh, you know in a slightly different form and fashion, but um, you know just a, a fantastic run there. But my number one man in in a year and an era where tag team wrestling just isn't really the focus of a lot of companies and a lot of things. Uh, FTR and the Briscoes um, were at each other's throats all year, um, had three of the best matches um, of the entire year, uh, had what many people I am sure had at least somewhere on a top three or a top five match of the year or matches of the year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. If you can – if you can be that good at tag team wrestling in 2022, you're number one. I feel like that's a FTR uh, takeaway there. Uh, those guys are pretty damn good. Yeah, they're they're so, all right. So in the main the main rankings here, of course, Becky and Bianca was fourth. Oh, top of. Uh, it tied, I believe, for third. Third. Okay. Does that feel a little low? Oh, no. So you guys. Well, you, well, well, you have to remember. Uh, it was actually fifth. It got it only got the three points from mm. from Jim. Um, what I will say is the reason why it didn't make it up my list. Um, and maybe this is maybe this is wrong on my end, and that's okay. Um, we watched them do it, and then like it just kept going. It really felt like it just it just kept going. Like at, at some point, like it's almost like the Cody the Cody Seth thing. Like, where do you go from here after Hell in the Cell? Like, they maybe should have chopped that, finished it for a little while, and then brought it back at the tail end of the year. It just felt like there was nobody else in the Raw Women's Division like really doing anything for a long time, and it just kind of felt felt like it just went on too long for me. Could I argue um, that maybe with the transition from Vince to Hunter? Could have played a part in that because maybe they would have done that with Vince was still in play. But remember what happened over the summer at SummerSlam, Becky Lurie turns babyface again at that event, the same month that Vince leaves the company. I think she turned face because you brought in three heels to basically take over the heel right. the number one heel spot. You bring in Bailey, who arguably is a better heel than Becky ever will be. Uh, oh hell yeah. And you bring in two compadres to be with her. You need another face 
um, in that in that thought process. But then Becky's also hurt at SummerSlam. Right. It just seemed like it. It just seemed like there was a lot of that feud that if you cut the fat off of it, and it's and it's more it's more meat than fat. I feel like it would have went higher. On, on people's lists. Yeah, the unfortunate part about it is 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 Becky got the injury at SummerSlam, so you don't know what the immediate uh, plans or what that would have looked like right. with the feud with uh, damage control and all of that. But um, yeah, I, and yeah, and that's going to be a weird one that I can't wait for something to wrestle with in 2033 when we actually get to hear uh, the story of of what really went into SummerSlam 2022. Because it was all that it was all that changeover period, right? Like because granted, yeah, Triple H could have made a call in the in the eleventh hour and and said we're bringing back Bailey or Bailey's returning and we're bringing back Dakota and we're calling up EO and we're doing this this trio thing, but in the same time, it's like was that was that part of Vince's plan? Maybe not the Dakota part. Maybe right. it was. Maybe it was EO. Dakota and somebody else Zoe Starks or somebody else from fucking NXT but you know but I feel like something of that magnitude that that trio a heel trio and the and the Becky the handshake and the the love the love fest and she comes back to save Bianca and all of that 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 feels almost too big to be an 11th hour decision in my opinion so I feel like we were getting there maybe been a little bit different but I think we were getting there, but maybe the pieces that were with Bailey was going to change. Yeah, possibly. Not, not, not that it was yeah. going to change. That, that make that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. For those of you scoring at home, Ernest's was at third. He had Seth and Cody. Second, he had Roman Brock. His feud of the year was Phil from Chicago versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yeah, I went AEW homework now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to really be brutally honest with you, okay? That was probably one of the better feuds to pick out of AEW for the year, so I don't hate mm-hmm. it. I was obviously at Revolution for the dog collar match that him and that the two of them had, um, but a lot of that feud was carried on promos and things like that. There wasn't a ton of in-ring interaction between them, which I'm okay with. I get it, um, but you could have went a lot worse with with an AEW. Yeah, and, and to be honest, you. That was kind of why I picked it because it, it, a lot of it. When I look at feud, it's not just the in ring stuff; it's also the build up and sure. Everything and, between. I think, and I think if this was the only other feud that I feel has like the meat on the bones here, and this is going to be something that's been happening recently, was John Moxley versus Adam Hangman Page because of the the yeah. promos with Page not being cleared. But that's now right. carried into twenty twenty three, so I don't necessarily know that I feel like that can hang on. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, the corny pick would have been the punk, the punk versus the elite because of the whole backstage bullshit. Um, no, I'm good, I'm good on that. I'm, good. I'm glad it's not that. Um, I just feel like Punk versus MJF is probably the best feud that AEW had um, in the men's division. In the women's division, you probably could have put Thunder Rosa versus basically everyone. You know, because yeah. she pissed everybody off on the way out. Sounds like so. Um, all right, so that's feud of the year. Congratulations to uh, to Cody and Seth for that. Um, kudos to them. Um, let's let's go over and this this one should be a fun one. I'm going to pick this one. We're going to go with promotion uh, of the okay. year. Um, so for the we had five total 
companies get votes um, in this category. In fifth place, with one point, was Impact Wrestling. In fourth place, with two points, was Ring of Honor. In third, with three points, was Game Changer Wrestling. In fourth, with two points, was All Elite Wrestling. And the 2022 promotion of the year, a clean sweep. 20 of the 20 possible points goes to World Wrestling Entertainment. I mean, (laughs) it makes perfect sense. And even the transition, I mean, to be honest, it got better <laughs> after after August. It's got better. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, I mean, we all I, agree I'll, with that. I'll tell you this much. I am the only person in the panel that did not have AEW in second. I had AEW third. Uh, I had Game Changer mm-hmm. Wrestling uh, in the two spot. Um, I liked a lot of what GCW did this year. Um and I felt like there was some storylines in that promotion that got over more and feuds that got over more than some of the stuff that AEW was doing. Um, and again, and this is something that, you know, I, I obviously was involved in 3CT tonight in the, in the comment section. Um, sometimes a seven hour show is just too much. And when you only got five, four of your shows and then a, wanky show that's like a combo show with new japan pro wrestling um i don't necessarily know that i love the fact that we now have to sit through these marathon shows um i get it you don't want to saturate the market um because you're still charging 40 dollars or 50 dollars for a pay-per-view i get it you, you want to keep your your content high but that doesn't mean that you need to have a nine-hour show exactly um, you know, trim some of the fat. I get it. It sucks. You know, but n- not every pay-per-view needs a Jade Cargrill title match. And you know, she's not going to lose. Make it mean something. That that's it's, And it just didn't feel like it, it meant a lot. Um, I'll tell you this much. New Japan was on my short list of something that could have dropped AEW completely out of it. Um, but I feel like New Japan took a still is still taking a big hit because of the COVID restrictions that are just starting to be lifted in Japan. Crowds are just starting to be able to cheer again and things like that. So while New Japan had a good year, you know, structural-wise and match-wise, it the, the lack of the, the heart of the Japanese crowd has really kind of made it hard to be all-in on New Japan so far this year. Um, I've enjoyed it, but or last year, I should say. I enjoyed it, but it just... I couldn't put it ahead of AEW because I feel like even with the mediocrity that has been all elite wrestling at times, it's still ahead of new Japan because of just basic ability to have strong fan interaction. Right. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. I agree. On that. I agree with you. Um, yeah, my, I mean, my three, my, number three, I had ring of honor. Um, like it's, it, it's back. Uh, obviously it's different than, than what, We've known and loved Ring of Honor being, but Tony Khan, Tony Khan resurrected. Tony Khan presents professional wrestling, but I know we joke about it, but we've all kind of agreed as well that that the wrestling world's better when Ring of Honor's in it. Um, So for them to come back and and I think really to kind of finish strong, um, you know, with the final battle in December, um, kind of put them over the top for number three for me. Um, Yeah, look, AEW had their issues. Um, 
you know, no no company is without them, obviously. Uh, even WWE has their issues, and, uh, you know, we'll learn more about that in the coming weeks, I Are suppose. Are you serious, Jim? Uh, I am serious. Um, but, <laughs> you know, the, the, the way I look at it is, um, you know, in terms of weekly TV numbers, which I will still – I argue with it, WWE, I'll argue – in. Uh, AEW's favor that in 2022 it doesn't mean what a lot of people think it means um they also didn't really lose anything they were also at or near the top of cable ratings on a weekly basis they added uh they they had some of their largest gates at their at some live events pay-per-views and they had some of the biggest um you know ticket sale numbers and pay-per-view buys they've ever had uh so Despite all of the 18-hour pay-per-views that we get subjected to with them and meaning some meaningless matches and too many titles and all the things that we do gripe about, um, AEW is still number two um, for me. Uh, obviously, WWE number one. Uh, they're the biggest. They're the best um, until somebody uh, knocks them uh, off of that perch. Uh, they, they will always kind of be there. Um, and yeah, with, with the change of power, which may or may not be embroiled in another power struggle but uh that's again that's not a that's something we don't really know a whole lot today um uh facts today so uh, we we and we won't have the time to really dive into it we'll know more probably by next week but um wwe had its like strongest five months they've had probably in a long time uh after the change of power so you when you can remove somebody that's been running the business for generations um and and you're doing it bigger and better you're you got to be number one for me was in my mouth buddy no I, I agree i mean i said a little a while ago like to me once the changeover with you know with hunter i think i think it was probably step it was probably uh aw and wb you know head to head probably to the summertime and then once once vince was gone and hunter came in there it felt fresh and you know, added with the stuff happened with uh, Phil and and the Elite, and you know, doing all out and all that. I think just the bad press they were getting in the AEW and just it felt unstable. Meanwhile, yeah, WWE, you know, starting to become more of a not just a fresher product, but also the fact that people actually thought old wrestlers that, that left there for or got released several years before open to going back there again, and just, just felt like a better product. And I, you know me, I we started this podcast a couple years ago. I'm the AEW Mark. Oh, these are gone now, man. I'm 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 now WWE over AEW, and I've been for quite a while now. You want to add anything? Did he just imply he watches wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> this, and this isn't this isn't a knock. I'll give you this, Joe. I even if I don't watch day, we, we, we like used to, I make a priority to make sure I watch all WWE premium live events always, no matter what. I don't miss those. AEW ones, I'm like, oh, we'll see when it gets there. Would you watch the AEW ones if they were available to you for $9.99 a month on a streaming service as opposed to $40 a pop? I, I don't think the money necessarily matters because I've always, I, I, you know, you stream this shit easy. Yes. But of course, yeah, they, make, they, make it, they, they place it easier. Yes, obviously. Okay. But, yeah. but, so why do you have to but, dance but, around but, the but, question? No, real talk, though. But real talk, Joe, the, the, the product is better. But no, but real it's talk though. The, 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 the ease the ease product is much better than AEW's right now. It really is. 
you would mention that. I'm watching. I'm more, that, I mean, that's fine. You, you still <laughs> dodge the question for no reason whatsoever. But the answer is yes. Yeah. yeah there we go. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll read this off for Joe. Uh, you can add uh, anything you want to add. Your third promotion of the year was Ring of Honor. Sure. Second was AEW. Unfortunately. Yeah. And first was WWE. Yeah. It was like the same argument Jim made. Like, you really can't vote against AEW as number two, but kind of feel dirty doing it. I did. But GCW at What's two. Funny? I respect it. What's funny is that this time last year, I remember Joe saying on the podcast back in February-ish, hey, babe, thank you, um, <laughs> that uh, the battery in the van's dying. AEW was slightly better than WWE. He was more excited about AEW back in the winter of 2022. Yeah, I was a huge AEW fan, and I just, honestly, at this point, if I'm going to watch any wrestling most weeks, it's WWE. And part of that. No, it's not. It's WWE CW. Well, yeah. So for those of you at home that aren't, that don't know, you can now follow. From Adam Lee to Zombie, a ECW, WWE ECW watch along podcast with me and Joe, where we're going back and we're rewatching every episode of WWE ECW that you can find right on the cock. How many? How many are there, by the way? There is five seasons, Ooh. so there's like two hundred episodes. It's gonna take a while. Well, so fast seatbelts. Uh, we we've already gotten to Rob Van Dam being so stupid that he uh, decided to get arrested and lose both titles. Uh, we filmed that. It's in the can. Uh, that'll come out in probably the 1st of February because we're going to release every Monday. That'll be on your stream. Uh, if you're not already, hit the subscribe button on that. You can watch WWCW with me and Joe doing uh, bits of commentary, including uh, not breaking breaking news where we talk about what is actually going on in wrestling four weeks ago. <laughs> that's going to be fucked up. So that, that's quite interesting. Like, I'm like, oh, not breaking news. This guy just won the match. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna my, fucking a. No, my, my favorite is on the episodes where it's like, oh, yeah, the Royal Rumble was this past weekend. That was, I am shocked by who won. Did you see that? Right. Happen? And yeah, we're already we're, into, going into Mania very soon. We're, we're, <laughs> literally, we're literally just like, oh, man, I can't believe that occurred. Like, I did not see that coming. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. We're just being smart asses the whole time. Um, all right. So I picked um, promotion of the year. Ernest has picked feud of the year that we've gone over already. Jim, pick a category. Let's go with worst match of the year. All right. The worst Ooh. the worst matches of the year. Uh, Was there a, a title for that? Like. Well, oh yeah, the Duke, the Duke the Dumpster. No, that was the the wrestler. Uh, okay. I have the Duke the Dumpster Drose uh, Worst Wrestler of the Year Award, uh, which we'll get to momentarily when we talk about that. Uh, but worst matches of the year, eight matches received at least a vote in this uh, category. In eighth place, receiving one point was CM Punk versus John Moxley at All Out. That's fair. Seventh yeah. place receiving two points was Anna Jade. Anna J versus Jade Cargrill from Double or Nothing. Easy for you to say. Exactly. We have a three-way tie in fourth with three points for Ric Flair's last match, which was him and Andrade versus Jay Lethal and Jeff How did Jarrett. I not put that on my list. Yeah. I, fuck. <laughs> yeah. fuck. 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 How did I so fuck bad. that up? Wings. So bad. Uh, <laughs> 
Jade Cargrill versus Nyla Rose. At oh, Fair. that's right. I went to therapy. I blocked it out of my goddamn mind. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, and is the women's Money in the Bank match from Money in the Bank. In third, WrestleMania Night 2, Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee got six points. In second place was Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi Blackheart from Survivor Series getting eight points. And the worst match of 2022, Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan from Summerfest. Gotta say though, even though the uh, the third number three was McAfee and Vince, bad match, obviously, but fun. The whole thing was fun though. The spectacle was fun. Yeah, no, I'll be honest. I saw that you guys had voted for that one, and I literally said to Mike, "I didn't think that one. Like, why? I don't." The match, the match itself was god awful. I, I, yeah, it was awful. I believe you. I just I don't remember it being that bad. Because the spectacle was great. No, because we were there. I went back and rewatched it a couple weeks ago. Okay. Hot dumpster fire. Like it's bad. Uh, here, look. Uh, like I'll I'll get it out of the way. Like, did you give? I had, the, it, I had it third. It was my number one. It was. Yeah. It was. I mean, here's the deal. In terms of a bell to bell match, like, damn it, I can't believe I forgot that Ric Flair match. I, I'm fucked. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll I'll still put this one up as. Number one, like it, it Rick was Rick Flair's last match. Yeah, I'm, 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 so I'm mad. I'm mad. Reminded me of that. Actually, God damn you, Rick Flair. Um, but yeah, no, the the like from bell to bell, the McAfee McMahon match was was garbage. The um the other Gaga around it, obviously Austin coming back so, out for a, for a second night. Yeah, like it, you know, it was a cool moment, but the match itself was bad. Um, and I think that's why I think that's why you remember it more fondly because the stuff at the end with with. Austin and stunning everybody and all of that, especially yeah. the night after him wrestling Owens, it saved the segment. But Vince McMahon over Pat McAfee in however long that fucking match went was not good. I mean, here's the deal: you weren't getting that segment if Austin wasn't coming back out anyway. Like, Correct. like that 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 moment that was, that was, was a catalyst. That match was a catalyst to get Austin back out there. So, like. Correct. Yeah, like it wasn't like it was going to happen no matter what. It, uh, it it was just because yeah, the match itself was three forty five bell to bell. Um, two minutes and fifty eight seconds too long. Uh, it was also two minutes and five seconds longer than Sheamus and Ridge Holland defeating the New Day. So fuck that. Um, but uh, but real quick, my number two was Rousey defeating Shotzi at uh, War Games Survivor Series War Games. Um. Uh, multiple Rousey matches could have fit the bill here. Um, and uh, my number three was the car grill uh, Anna J for the TBS uh, my title. No, my number one was Ronda versus Shotzi. That DDT spot on the side just killed absolutely everything for me. Uh, I had Ric Flair's last match at number two. I was the only person that put that match on the show on, on the card. Uh, and then my number three was Vince McMahon, Pat McAfee. Uh, Joe was the sole CM Punk, John Moxley from all out. Okay, here's, here's I don't. Something. I don't hate that nomination, by the way. So okay. I didn't hate it when he texted to me today either. And, I, for the record, and to be honest, <laughs> I don't remember if I actually watched the match. But my argument for why that was one of the worst matches of the year is, quite frankly, it's the like Nelson Mandela dying Mandela effect on AEW going downhill for the past six months, or I guess four months. It happened in September. But That's honestly, fair. like, Punk wins back the title that night. 
Ace Steel bites some bitches, and then all of a sudden, AEW is a fire dumpster. Like, it was already kind of getting pretty bad, but then that happens because of that match, and it all just went to shit. So, if that's not the makings of a worst match of the year, I don't know what is. You're not wrong. I don't hate it. I don't hate the nomination, period, because I thought the match sucked as well. Yeah, the match wasn't good there. Um, like and here's the deal like if if because that all out is again however somebody wants to argue it it's either wrestlemania or SummerSlam for aew could you imagine if that match was a main event for SummerSlam or wrestlemania wwe get destroyed for it oh for sure i forgot it, to change it, our little ticker there we go oh there it is uh joe at, joe at number two was the person who nominated the women's money in the bank ladder match that was like a car wreck that you don't that was have live to right yeah at. yeah that was a bad Lived one on yeah uh and then he had ronda versus live at SummerSlam. as mm-hmm. as did ernest you, you know my yeah. feelings on Liv morgan I that's why you hated that money, into her that's why you hated money in the bank too because she won it honestly not that she won it but like her and shotzi and raquel particularly Shotzi and Raquel in the Money in the Bank match, like, they just did not belong. Like, they had bad nights that night. And, I mean, considering that Shotzi got a bunch of nominations from you guys for her Ronda Rousey match, uh, I, I don't nom- know I'm that Shotzi got that. that much better. I'm more nominated that because Ronda Rousey. I, I mean, I don't disagree with that. Dude. I mean, Shotzi wasn't good either. But what what made it number one over Ric Flair's last match for me was the fucking DDT spot that Ronda Rousey. Well, was like, that, I mean that's well, fair. Not comfortable. That's fair, but I mean, like it wasn't good. Yeah, it like, still would have been in my. It still yeah, Shotzi was bad. Ronda was worse. It still would have probably been in my top three, but I probably would have had Ric Flair's last match at number one. But that spot cemented it as being the worst match of the year. Wings. Um, Ernest, do you have yours or do you want me to read yours out loud? You, you might as well. I can't find my list. Uh, number one, he had Ronda versus Liv as well from SummerSlam. Those were the two first place votes for it. He had Jade Cargrill versus Nyla Rose from Full Gear. And he had Jade Cargrill versus Anna Jay from Double or Nothing. Do you just really not like Jade? I love Jade. That's like a wrestling. That's racist. You know what? You know what? On that, you know what we're gonna do? <laughs> Is that racist? That's we're racist. Gonna, we're we're going to do something here, okay? Okay. I'm going to jump around. The next category we're going to talk about is the women's wrestler of the <laughs> All right. I know that. Yep. I saw this coming. <laughs> Uh-oh. In, we had seven nominees uh, get votes in this situation. In seventh place, Tony Storm, one point. In sixth place, three points, Roxanne Perez. Roxanne. Uh, tied for fourth, the current AEW Women's Champion, Jamie Hayter. Her. Her, her. She tied with the current That Bitch Strong uh, Champion, her. Jade Cargrill. Uh, third place was Becky Lynch with five points. In second place, the current Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, with nine points. And the 2022 Female Wrestler of the Year, Mandy Rose. She received ten points. Um, all right, so this this is where this is going, okay? Ernest? Yep. Damn it. 
damn it, I forgot my popcorn. You nominated two Jade Cargirl matches for your worst matches in 2022. Not mm-hmm. worst women's matches, but all around worst matches. You voted right. for your second best women's wrestler of the year. What is wrong with you? How do you put Lucky. somebody? She got them belts, though. She's still a champion. That's so why. What? How? Because it's predetermined, you idiot. <laughs> I, I get it, but she's still Explain champion. Explain yourself, <laughs> dummy. I'm using. I'm, it doesn't make sense, man. And, 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 she you know, hasn't but, had she, good matches. Even the finally, matches that she's been decent in. Sky Blue? She finally. Sierra Hogan? That doesn't mean you should be one of the top three wrestlers. How, of the how year, three, if we were, if we had hottest second. women wrestler of the year, Ooh. okay, you had, you had Bianca Belair, Jade Cargrill, Tony Storm. You I might have been that. high. I might have been high when I did the list. That part of the list. If you, that's not an excuse. That's not no, an excuse. No, no. This I'll actually let go because if you weren't high, then it's a problem. <laughs> because there's no. I'd be on number one, right? I'd be on number one. Yes, there's no way that 47 and 0 Jade Cargrill, not high, having two of your three worst matches of the year, should have been in your top three to fucking begin with. Okay, this is where Joe's right. Jo- this is where Joe's right. I'm racist. What's the one, one, number one, number two? There you go. Boom. There's other black two, two, two black, two black, two black, black wrestlers. DJ. Boom. There are, there's That's what I'm saying. I'm racist. This is worse. That's so much. You no, made it. How'd you make this worse? Are you high right now? There's Athena. No, I look, I look Chinese though, right? I look high. I mean, Athena at least had good matches and won the Ring of Honor Women's Title. There's some. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. No, in, go ahead. What? There's there's Mercedes Monet. That's a Monet. that's a drag queen's name. That's such a bad. <laughs> isn't it, man? I thought it was. She's on Drag Race. It's she's on next season of RuPaul. Name. She's. She's giving me former tag team champion. Like that's what's happening right now. Right. Okay, hold on. Let's 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 think about this. Okay, let's let's peel this layer back real quick. Jamie Hader, her, her Carter Sheeter, her, her, Britt Baker, her, all, all of them had better years in AEW than Jade Cargrill. That's a truth fact. You you didn't put any of them on your list, but you put so, Tony Storm. Well, I mean. If you had to put Tony Storm at two and one of them at three and left Jade Cargill off the rankings, I don't think I would have hated it. But isn't it possible to say that yeah, she had a she had bad matches, which we all agree to, but in terms of her profile this year, buddy, she was the biggest star in a fucking company in that that division. Buddy, Bianca Belair, Jade Cargill, Tony Storm. Okay, so first of all, first of all, Mister, let's rewind. Let's rewind about ten minutes ago. Over, I don't even watch WWE anymore. Remember, I should be there. WWE, WWE. All right, so that's all right. Now we're back here. So sir, two sir, of your three can women. You take the marbles out of your mouth. <laughs> no, thank like, you. Seriously. No, two of your three women were from the company that I don't even remember anymore. I watch WWE. I watch WWE. Like that's that's a thing. That, that that's definitely a thing. Like like I'm, I'm trying to. I would have it more if you nominated Ronda. Like. Here's the thing. Do I think you can have some bad matches and be one of the best wrestlers of the year? Yes. However, I, I I don't think you can have two of the 
worst wrestling no, right. matches of the year. Because we didn't say AEW women's matches of the year. Correct. The the category All right. no, for a 365-day year. Well, let's go to 330 because, you know, we started submitting these in, in December. So, f- for amusement's sake, Mike. Um, Thank you. But worst match of the year, okay? Out of all the professional wrestling matches in the calendar year 2022, you submitted two Jade Cargill matches on that list. And you're going to say that she is the number two best women's wrestler of the year that don't add up you want to say she had some bad matches but she but she brought it home in some other ones um yeah that's why she's number two not number one jim has her at three which is fine i get it wait Ernest. realistically did you only watch three women's matches all year and that's why those (laughs) two were were in your bottom two and no 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 here's the thing i had cargill at three because i think objectively speaking she is the biggest star of the AEW women's division. Well, uh, well, that's right, exactly right now for the majority of the year. Hold on. Yeah, but he didn't, but that's the weird part. But I also didn't nominate her for two. Like, I didn't have a Ronda Rousey or a. I didn't have like Rousey or Shotzi in my women's of the women uh, top women of the year, like because they weren't. Um, okay, so so I have Jade Cargill's 2022 up right now. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna reel this off real quick. On the January 5th show, she won the TBS title beating Ruby Soho. Sky Blue, three, by the way. Sky Blue in two minutes, Anna J in 845, Julia Hart in 228, AQA in 744, The Bunny in 650, Tay Conti in seven minutes and three seconds, Marina Shafira in 1141, a six-woman tag match with the baddies against Sky Blue, Trisha Dora, and Willow Nightingale in 246. Uh Anna Jay in 725, one of your worst matches of the year. Congratulations. Willow Nightingale in 458. Layla Gray in 155. Athena and Willow Nightingale in 825. Uh, Madison Rain in 747. Athena in four minutes. Diamante in two minutes, 30 seconds. Willow, Night- Willow Nightingale in 731. Trisha Dora in 150. Marina Shafira in two minutes and 20 seconds. Randomly, she beats her nine minutes faster this time. Makes sense. Nyla Rose, another one of your worst matches of the year. Seven minutes and 59 seconds. That's eight minutes too long. Uh, six man, <laughs> six man tag <laughs> against Kurt, Kiera Hogan, Madison Rain, and Sky Blue. Uh, Dream Girl Ellie in a minute twenty, um, and then Burt Vixen in five oh one. And her last match was a successful win against former baddie Kiera Hogan in seven minutes. She didn't have a good match all goddamn year, and she's your number two fucking women's wrestler of the year. What the she's fuck TBS fucking you? champion? That's why. And she's a, and yet she's the biggest fucking star right now in the company in that division. Um, I, I get it now. I, I, I get what you're now, not, no, she's not. Not even close. Who, who, not even. Close. She was for most of the year. 2023. Now, she's not even close to being the biggest. But star Jamie Hayter is a bigger star now. Saraya is a bigger. Saraya is a much bigger star now. So there's at least two. She may be number three. Sure, you you, you can convince me that she's the third yeah. biggest star. In, but in but without question, Hater and and Soraya are bigger stars than her right now. And by the way, she's the third biggest star in a women's division that is mid at best. You know, go put her. Go, here you go. Let's, let's let's play devil's advocate. Go put her on Raw or SmackDown right now. Top five, maybe. 
SmackDown, she's got a better shot because the only people on that. Oh, show of course, are the talent level there is just fucking night Charlotte and day. Ronda Rousey. But it's go, just top five. Maybe that's still a good spot for her though, too, because top. I mean, the talent level in, in WWE versus AEW. I don't is think night she's top. I don't think she's top five in all of WWE. She might yeah. be top five on the show that she's on. Maybe, maybe. I'm taking Becky. I'm taking Bianca. I'm taking Bailey. I'm taking Charlotte Flair, and I. You, you could sell. Yeah, I'll take Oscar. I'll take Oscar over. Uh, no, I still think Jade's a bigger star. I think Jade has bigger star. Yeah, Jade's a bigger not. star. I, I, she might be fifth, but I'm taking Jade. Is, Jade is Jade is all presentation. That's what sure. it is. But the That's problem, it. but the problem is, you wouldn't have voted Goldberg your number two wrestler of the year, being 157 and 0, and his biggest win is against Billy Kidman. Like you wouldn't have done it. Well, and I mean, so here's the thing: it's it, it's not even that. It, look, for me, for me, and I think we're probably spending too much time on this. With we didn't all, even talk about the, the winner. With all the categories left to go, but but with it's the two of her matches on your worst matches of the year, and right. she's your number two wrestler of the year. That that to me is a bit striking. I should have, I should have crushed Ronda more honestly on that one, but I figured you guys you guys have done it, done it themselves anyway. But whatever. Uh, congratulations to Mandy Rose, four hundred plus day title run with the NXT title. Um, NXT. What's she doing now? Oh wait, making mil- making a million, million dollars, millions now, making millions. Um, sucks that the situation occurred the way that it did. Um, I don't think it's a forever thing. Obviously, she'll be back. But- she'll be back. Make the money while you can, girl. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on winning the award. That that uh, pot will start to dry up eventually, and then she'll be back. <laughs> sure. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, Joe, you haven't picked a category yet for us to talk about. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you go ahead and dabble? I had to go to that one next because of where we were at with the worst matches. It just felt like it was too much of a easy to, sure. to dunk on Ernest. Um, let's do Feud of the Year. Oh, you did that. We have done few. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Except okay, that you weren't here. Uh, we haven't done storyline, worst wrestler, uh, show of the year, men's wrestler of the year, tag team of the year, faction of the year. Let's let's do men of the year because we just did women, and I prefer doing men. That's not surprising at all. Obviously. Uh, all right, we had five point receivers for this one. In fifth place, receiving three points, the honorary Oos, Sami Zayn. In fourth was the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. In third, receiving eight points was Seth Franklin Rollins. Uh, We have a tie for the number one spot uh, between John Moxley with 11 points and Roman Reigns with 11 points. Uh, They are the co- men's wrestlers of the year um i'll be the first one to start off reading off mine i had roman reigns in third um i had cody at second and i had john moxley at first um and here's my specific and a wholeheartedly reason why i voted the way that i did roman reigns is without a shadow of a doubt the character of the year but when it comes to in-ring wrestling the eight matches that he had on national television I don't think outweigh the importance of the matches that Cody had with Seth Rollins, as well as his matches with the Miz prior to him getting hurt. And I think John Moxley was the absolute ball carrying bell cow back of, of AEW who wrestled every week, basically, um, you know, while he was supposed to be on vacation. Um, 
So from an in-ring perspective and an in-ring perspective only, I took the two of them over Roman. Um, but I don't think without a shadow of a doubt that Roman Reigns' character is the character of the year. Um, but I went with wrestling uh, because it is the wrestler of the year, uh, the men's wrestler of the year. That's why I have Moxley at one. That's why I had Cody at two. Um, just my, again, just my, my personal, my personal sell on it. Um, Roman had a great year. He's going to have great years moving forward as long as he wants to stay in the professional wrestling business. Absolutely. Not, not denying that at all. Um, but I just went basically because I felt like that Mox and Cody had more important matches in the ring where Roman was able to do more to get people over via the microphone. So that's my reasoning behind it. I'll let you guys uh, give yours. What was my uh, my top three on? Uh, your that? top three in order. In third was Seth Franklin Rollins. In second, you had John Moxley at number one. You had the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Right. Roman's now in 87 Hogan mode now, where he's not only wrestling the big big events. That's it. I mean, I feel like that was that was basically what he was doing when he won the universal but, title when he came back. Being from, more so now, I mean, especially with the injury. When he came I back mean, from being sick, I feel like he was doing that anyways. They were limiting right. his what he was doing because they didn't want to have him potentially catch COVID with his with his yeah. immune system being as as bad as it is. Like I get which it, he like, did to start twenty twenty two anyway. Yeah, less, but it works though. Less is more. I, I like less is more for him. I don't have a problem with less is more. If he didn't have both world titles, and we've talked about that, yes, correct. Th- that's just my thing. Like when Brock Lesnar didn't have the title, uh, had the title on Raw, and he was AWOL, and it made the other mid card titles more important. I was fine with it, but I knew that Roman was going to show up on, an, or Brock was going to show up on an episode of Raw eventually to lead up to a feud. Um, obviously, t- in the three CT guys were talking about their their wish list for 2023. I commented, split the belts. Tim said no. Tim, I love you to death. I don't know if you're listening to this, but I said I I, I disagree because Roman never Tim, showed Tim up on wrong. Monday Night Raw. Tim is wrong on that one. Sorry. No, I'm just saying if Roman showed up more on Monday Night Raw, and I mean, you can't be wrong with Raw, an opinion, but no, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I I personally don't think he's wrong. Right. I'm just saying I disagree with him because I feel that Roman is never going to show up on Monday Night Raw. They, like I said, the only good it's the only good has done for, of both shows and never be on Raw. Right. The only good has happened with with him having both belts is the fact that it has, has elevated the U.S. title a little bit, Ice title a little bit last year. I will say that. I mean, he has been so on Raw a little bit now. He, I mean, he even wrestled on Raw in. I think he wrestled a six man tag match back in like July. Yeah, I thought it was in the fall, but I mean, I'm just I'm throwing- yeah no I get I get it. He is he does show up on SmackDown more. But again, I think part of that is also um, SmackDown being on a Friday night is a harder draw for viewers. I think I think I think Fox is more the driving force behind. Absolutely, him, him on there as much as possible. And well, and, and, and a, a Friday night is a harder night to sell people to watch TV. Like, oh, I'm not dis- I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I'm just yeah, no, last, that that's just part of the reason why. But yeah, I mean, last, his last match on Monday Night Raw was July 25th. From Madison Square Garden, in oh. a six-man tag match against the Riddle and the Street Profits. Mm. I didn't realize it was that far back. I, I remembered the six-man. Wow, tag. Wow, wow, just, so I, just, I know he's. <laughs> I know he's appeared on Raw. I know he hasn't wrestled, but again, they're they're also limiting. They're also limiting um, the amount of matches he does, just because if you are going to tie both of your world titles. You're not going to run risk of an injury for just a random Monday Night Raw no, match. No, exactly. Either. No, and, and that's the thing, and that's why I think they need to split the titles. Yeah, just which again we've discussed ad nauseum. Yeah. Um, 
my three. I had Rollins at three. Um, th- this was two and three was difficult. Number one was Roman Reigns with a bullet. It wasn't even close for me. Um, uh, Rollins, I went with Rollins at three. Um, he is doing the best work of his career without question right now. Um, which is also the reason I gave it to my number two to John Moxley. I think he's doing the best work of his career. Um, and he also similar to like Mike's reasoning, like the dude, um, you know, had a, uh, personal situation, came back from it, has triumphed from it, um, is doing the best work of his career. And when everybody else in that fucking company, well, not everybody else, but a certain few major future major, or, you know, some major players in that, in his company, um, shit the bed. Uh, Moxley said, Nope, I'm not going on vacation. I'm going to help clean this up. Um, and he did just that. So like I, he's got major respect for me from there. Uh, Romans number one, um, I would have loved to have had Cody on my list, but for me, um, I know like th- this is just my thinking on it. Cause I know Mike, like, and I, I, I don't disagree that like the impact of Cody's return in matches, but it's very, it was, it's hard for me in the way that I craft my list to have a guy who basically worked like six matches, um, in, in a like two and a half month span, uh, to, you know, and, and again, the injury sucks. It's, it's super unfortunate. Cause I think Cody Rhodes, um, could have potentially had, not only a top three year, I think he could have had a, a male wrestler of the year year had he not I gotten think, hurt. Oh, yeah, without question. I think he gets one of the titles at SummerSlam. Absolutely. This was going to be the we, summer we of Cody. saying that. Remember Brock, when he came back? Like, Brock I, became an emergency fill-in because they needed a favor, and yeah. Brock is never going to say no. Um, uh, Jason on the Take 3 podcast. Or no, take three. Fucking, uh, what's the... Who's Jason? Uh, mindless? Mindless wrestling. Mindless, yeah. Right? I'm fucking mindless because I've been in this chair for four hours. Shut up. I'm mindless because I've been in this chair for four hours. How's it feeling? My ass, it, my ass is numb as hell. <laughs> Calm down, Joe. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's the second time that Ernest asked about your ass. You might want to worry about fucking Soul Train yeah, Christian yeah, and not Hogan. Yeah, but you, you know how you know how Ernest is. I'm never going to meet him. I have a chance of meeting Joe sooner than I have a chance of meeting Ernest. Next um, year, next year. Uh, hey, fucking, not my uh, fault. You don't want to fucking fly, Jim. Bitch, get on a plane. Um, but. Jason pointed out he was at uh, what was the Money in the Bank was in Boston. Yeah, was it Survivor Series? I know he was. At but anyway, it, he said, or he was at one of the shows right after Cody came back, and he said like seventy percent of the uh, the or no, I guess it was just a t- uh, Raw or SmackDown. But he said like seventy percent of the T-shirts in the crowd were kids wearing Cody shirts. Like this was going to be summer of Cody without question. Uh, which absolutely sucked that that you know that he got hurt, so, but um, yeah, that's why he wasn't Roman, in my top three. Roman Reigns wrestled ten total matches on television and or PLEs all year. Yeah, Cody Rhodes wrestled one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, almost I've, I, I, I'd have to look at the list, 
But I bet six of those matches on Roman's I could have had in a top ten if if I didn't want to spread the wealth. Six of the ten. I'm 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 thinking about it and possibly. I'd have to no, go look at the list, and I'm not going to do it now in the interest of time because I don't want this well, show. Just, no, I don't want saying, this show to take 14 hours. But room for all those Jade Cargill matches. But, like, it, it was it was more about. I mean, Roman, and again, the injury sucked. Roman, Roman, and the storyline, and the magnitude of the matches, everything was important. Cody, in in the, in the but again, it's in the over the course of twelve months. Cody, because of the injury, was limited to three months. I'm just saying that I'll, I'll tell you right now: there's no way that the match from this past Friday from SmackDown would make a top ten list for me, and there's no way that the two six man tag matches that he was on would make. So, you would have to reel off basically six out of seven. Again, I, I pulled a number out of my hat because I'm not sitting here looking at his at no, his no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying, just based on, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that a six-man tag match probably isn't making my top ten matches. But, there's all, but out of eight, eight, out of Cody's eight matches, two are making my, would ma- potentially make my list. So there's still probably a higher percentage of Roman matches, is my point. But, yeah, again, different criteria, but I'm, I, I will try not to filibuster every category because I don't want to be here for seven hours. Gotcha. Uh, Joe had Cody Rhodes at number three. Yeah. Uh, He had the honorary Oos at number two. Did I really? I like that. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And he had Seth Rollins at number one. Yeah, don't hate that either. Yeah, so you didn't have Roman Reigns on your list. Is there a reason why? I don't know. Okay. Just ask him for a friend. Me, I'm the friend. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I think I was just thinking about in-ring quality-wise, and I thought that those guys kind of represented the best in-ring work, best matches, best storylines. Sami Zayn, as far as I'm concerned, is probably the top guy in WWE right now from a popularity standpoint. So, you know, I think he's been fire all year and I don't know that I ever expected him to be quite at that level in WWE I still think that there's a case to be made for him to be a guy who becomes world champion but that's just me I don't have a problem taking one of them but I still want them to switch the titles no I get it uh, alright let's move over to tag team of the year this one was a simple category uh, all three of us had the same three teams in our rankings just in different orders Um, In third is the current All Elite Wrestling World Tag Team Champions, uh, staples.com slash scissor me daddy ass to be acclaimed. Uh, Second with with 14 points um, is the team that uh, is feeling pretty oozy, according to uh, Big Jim Shirt. It is Jimmy and Jay, the Usos, uh, and the Tag Team of the Year for this year, Seven Star F. T um, I had FTR at one. I had the Usos at two. I had the Acclaim in the number three spot. Uh, Joe, you had the Usos in third. The Acclaimed in second. Okay. And FTR in first. Any reason specifically why? 
Yeah. All right. Dynamite drop in. They don't call you the best in the business for nothing. <laughs> Just a bit outside. Uh, I had the acclaimed at three at FTR two. Usos one. Uh, if I was EJ, I probably would have made it one A and one B, but um, we we don't do that here. Um, but you think. honestly, it could have been a flip of a coin. Uh, Usos and FDR both had spectacular years, and the acclaimed uh, really proved that, that they're stars. That Usos won for me? You had the Usos at one, FTR at two, and the acclaimed at three. Okay. All right. Um, you right over there? Yeah. <laughs> you right, bud? No, he sent me something wrong. I can see it in his face. No, we're good. No, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> all right. So we, we, we've talked about tag teams of the year. Let's go on to factions of the year. Let's get this oh, one out of the one. Uh, six total teams received uh, votes in this situation. For those of you at home that are following along with us, we internally had a discussion. Uh, a faction could include any that had more than three members of it because that was like, is it a stable or is it a faction? Uh, we decided to say anything that was more than a tag team uh, qualified for this specific category. Uh, in sixth place, receiving one point was the Brawling Brutes. We had a three-way tie for uh, third with three points, including the Blackpool Combat Club, the Judgment Day, and Toxic Attraction, all receiving three points. In second was the Jericho Appreciation Society, getting six points. And surprise, surprise, your 2022 oh. faction year, a clean sweep. Acknowledge yeah. me. We're the ones. It is the bloodline. Um, I'll no start surprise again. there, really. No, I thought this one was going to be the easiest of all of them. Uh, my faction of the year order, I had the bloodline at one. I had the Blackpool Combat Club at two. And then I had Toxic Attraction in the three spot. Uh, Joseph had the Brawling Brutes at third. The Judgment Day at second. Mm-hmm. And number one, he obviously had really? the That was the clean sweep. For the record, the thing that I just realized before is I didn't know that this was supposed to be any kind of order. They're, they're kind of in the order of, oh, hey, this is what I thought of. Like, now you say this now, the middle of the fucking podcast now, like, buddy. Really, Joe? That's probably one you should have kept in the drafts, bud. Yeah, that, that, that may be what you shouldn't have said. I'm going to have to edit this on the fucking show now. Thanks. Hold on, hold on. For the record, that doesn't matter. <laughs> this is why asking Joe to do a list of any sort is hot garbage. That's why he, when he was like, I swear I'm going to do wrestler of the month on my own if the list is smaller. I said, bullshit. It's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. I've been this guy's best friend for fucking 15 years. About to find I'm out aware. fucking next week. <laughs> no, we're going to find out January 1st because you can't do wrestler of the month. If we haven't had an entire month yet, more. Oh, the month, right, 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 right. Sorry about that. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> um, Jim, who did you have in your uh, faction? Uh, I had Tox Attraction three. I had Jericho Appreciation Society two. Um, look, as much as it's silly and it whatever, um, it's it's been long running, um, and you know we've seen. Uh, Garcia kind of come into his own. We've seen Parker and Menard come into their own. Uh, fuck Sammy Guevara. Fuck Jake Hager. But like, it's it's whoa, been. Whoa, whoa! Why did Jake Hager hate? He sucks. He's right. uh, <laughs> But uh, you know they they've they've been at the forefront of the number two company in the world for for pretty much the the whole year. So um, 
I personally enjoyed the Jericho Appreciation Society better when it was Sports Entertainment Extreme. <laughs> I like I liked it. Wait, what was Jericho's first uh, faction in AEW? Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it better when it was the Circle too. I'll be watching you. But uh, yeah, it, it's um, you know, and it's given us moments like Action Andretti and shit like that, or Action Andrade, whatever the fuck that means. Andretti, Andretti, <laughs> like like the race car driver. Oh, I know, but didn't somebody on this show call it Action Andrade yes. the one week? Yes, the guy, the guy, the guy sitting, the, guy, the black guy, guilty. Yeah, dumb. I was seeing, I was seeing Inner Circle. Soul Train Christian. Uh, I was thinking inner circle. But yeah, my number one. I mean, come on. Yeah, it was a clean sweep. Come on. Yeah. The, the, the real debate really is two and three. Who's yeah. number two and three? I mean, no one's in the fuck question of bloodline. Two no. and three. Yeah, would obviously yeah. Be uh, Ernest had the Jericho Appreciation Society two and Toxic Attraction in the number three spot. Just, I think it's like. Um, all right. We've talked about the worst matches of the year. Let's talk about the worst wrestler of the year. Worst wrestler? Yep. Ooh boy! So we had eight total recipients get votes in this uh, this category. Tied for seventh with one point each is the aforementioned Shotzi and Nikki Cross. I feel like she didn't do enough to be a worst wrestler of the year. In sixth was Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh shit! We had a <laughs> four-way tie for second with three points each. Those included Lil Liv, pre-prisoned Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> didn't do it. Jake Hager, wonder where uh, that came from. <laughs> that's all Joe, Jim, <laughs> and Phil that from Chicago. That's my Mike. And the clean sweep, all first place votes. For the worst wrestler of 2022, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Clean sweep, right? Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, everybody had her in, in the top spot. Uh, I had Ronda Rousey. I had Phil from Chicago. I had um, Vince McMahon. And I get it. The Phil versus MJF match, fantastic match, revolution, awesome. Um, afterwards, though, hot garbage, dumpster fire. I couldn't land a fucking buckshot lariat if his life fucking depended on it. Or his foot. <laughs> Just, it wasn't good. He wasn't good in ring. Um, his promos can Shots. only get him so far. Um, he didn't have many great matches in 2022. Um, there are a lot of matches that look like he phoned in. Um, so, yeah. So, while the MJF match had all the build to be a great match, and the nostalgia of him coming out to AFI and the dog collar stipulation... Um, it all worked, um, but the whole Phil, the, the whole the whole uh, Adam Hangman Page stuff, and then oh, going into business for himself, Phil, you went into your business for yourself a long fucking time ago. Time for you to reap what you sowed uh, back whenever you decided to hold the WWE hostage because you didn't like what Vince McMahon was doing. So yeah, I'm good. I'm good on Phil. I had Phil, obviously, two. Vince McMahon, three. Joe had Ronda Rousey at number one. He had Lil Liv at number two. He had Shotzi at number three. Um, fascinating here. Joe hates women, so he has three women as his worst wrestlers of the year. Don't hate women. I just prefer men. All right. Uh, my number three was, and yeah, I can't believe, really can't believe that this is actually a thing in 2022. Uh, Vince McMahon literally wrestled a match. 
CEJ, when you put matches in your worst, um, uh, worst matches of the year, this is where you include them in your uh, wrestlers of the year. In the worst, leave me wrestler. alone. Leave me alone, <laughs> um, Jim. Uh, Vince McMahon three, Jake Hager, just because why the fuck is this asshole on my TV every week? Um, two and Ronda Rousey one. You're racist. What's wrong with, I'm not what's racist. Wrong He's my own race. You dick. <laughs> Dummy. What is? I wrong? don't think you know how racism works. You dumbass. I truly don't. I was, I was, we claim. Wait, wait. We claimed you, Jim, on the black side. You know. So I'm, you know. EJ, I am whiter than rice. Okay. Stop. So does anyone, does, does you really anyone, are though. Anyone want to go? No, meet read my three. January twenty second. What's that again? Uh, the mall at Wellington Green. He's at Palm Beach Autographs on January 22nd. I don't know how much Hager? it costs. Hey, no, Rick, Rick Flair. Er. Go get some wings. Wings! Ray, who is EJ's three? Uh, Ernest's three were Nikki Cross, pre-prison Dominic Mysterio, and Ronda Rousey. But Dominic has gone so much better in the last year. How is he one of your worst wrestlers? Because he was hot garbage at the start. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can polish a turd; it's still a turd. I mean, dude, he since he's joined the Judgment Day, he is far beyond turd for the record. Yeah, that's what yes. I'm his character is far beyond turd. His in-ring work is still not good. This is the one thing that I'll actually give Ernest credit for: is if he's going based off of just one food, thing. It's the only thing I'm giving you credit for. That's if he's solely going based off of in-ring work, he still hasn't been great. He has been better. And working with Priest and Balor, he is getting better. I'm not going to take that away from Horrible him. Horrible frog, frog, uh, frog splash. Sorry. 2023, he should be moving up because he's becoming more um, seasoned in-ring. He's working with guys that are better in-ring. Um, I will say that. The trajectory is up, but sometimes you have to hit rock bottom to move up. That's all. That that's where I land on Dominic Mysterio. Um, all right, I agree. We'll move on now to storyline of the year. Um, I'll, this I'll one, this one has a clean sweep of, of, of the top spot. Six total votes, different vote getters. Uh, in sixth was the return of Bray Wyatt with two points. In third, we have a three-way tie between the return of the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, um, as well as Seth versus Cody, both with three points. I didn't put those together because they're two separate things to me. Um, you guys may change that if you want, and that's fine. Um, they that they, are separate. they are separate. That's just I how I look at it. Um, and then we have a tie for second with Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus All Elite Wrestling as well as Austin Theory's inability to cash in money in the bank. And obviously, number one storyline of the year, Sammy becomes Usi. Um, my top three in order, uh, I had honestly, obviously Sammy becoming the honorary Us. Second, I had the Austin Theory can't cash in money in the bank. Uh, and my number three was the return of Bray Wyatt. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd Bray Wyatt at three, MJF's journey to becoming champion at two, and uh, Sammy has one. Uh, Joe had Theory's inability to cash in as well so that he could nominate Austin Theory for something. Absolutely. That was that was his exact quote to the text message that he that, sent me. That sounds about right. Yep, he had Cody's return at number two, and he had Sammy becoming the honorary oose at number one. Ernest had MJF versus AEW in the three spot, Seth versus Cody in the two spot. 
and obviously Sam becoming the honorary oops, uh, closing out his storylines of the year. Um, I felt like this one was like super simple. Like this one was, it was, it was going to be Sammy. Uh, and then it was just going to be, where do we go from, from there? Um, he's been the most important thing going on in wrestling, especially in WWE wrestling right now. So I felt like this one, this one was going to be super easy. I kind of, I'd already put him uh, at number one by himself and just kind of left it there waiting for everybody else to get their votes in. Cause I figured it was going to be the number one storyline of the year. Um, so yeah, that one was simple. Uh, so we're down to our final three categories. Um, we're going to go to show of the year. Uh, then we'll go to match. This will be fun. Then we'll obviously announce the uh, wrestler of the year based off of our points afterwards. Uh, five total shows received votes for the show of the year. In fifth place with two points was AEW Revolution. In fourth place with three points was Crown Jewel. In third with four points was Clash at the Castle. In second, with six points, was Summerfest. And a clean sweep for the number one show of the year, WrestleMania. Um, I had in order my shows. Obviously, WrestleMania was number one for me. Uh, I had Clash in the Castle at two. I had Revolution at three. I'm not going to lie to you. Revolution was my third best show of the year, probably because I was there. Exactly. Um, It gives off another a, a whole different vibe. Um, I rewatched Revolution. It was a good show. Probably not a top three show. Um, Summerfest probably was better than it, but when you're there, it, it you just it eats a little different. Um, but yeah, WrestleMania blew everything away this year. I get it, two night spectacle, but both of those shows were loaded with returns and things you didn't think you were going to see. Obviously, the return of the American Nightmare, uh, Steve Austin coming back and having a match that nobody ever expected to occur. Um, yeah, it just worked out perfect. WrestleMania was number one for me. Uh, it just felt like it was the easy decision. Joe had Revolution at number three. He had Summerfest at number two. He had WrestleMania at number one, obviously, also. Can you remind me what I had for mine? Because uh, I didn't get them on my sheet because I forgot we had this as a category. Uh, yeah, you had Clash of the Castle at three. You had Summerfest at two and WrestleMania at number one. Yeah, Summerfest and Mania were one and two easily. Um Clash of the Castle, man, it was just so much better than I expected. And and it was it was capped off um by a phenomenal main event. Uh yeah, it, it was the crowd was fantastic. I mean, it had so, it was so much better than it had any business being. So mm-hmm. that was easy for me actually. This was a, this was an easy, easy category. Ernest's top three Summerfest, he then had Crown Jewel at number two and WrestleMania at number one. Now, Ernest, was it easy for you to make your list because you only watched three shows all year? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> no, but as I told you, we burned AW this year, and it reflects on the shows. But it doesn't reflect on your women's rankings. Well, I did have the AW wrestlers being two of the worst matches of the year, so technically, I mean. Then you, then you voted her number two overall. Because she's fine as fuck. No! Well, not only that, but yeah. Just keep digging that hole a little deeper. You know, Austin Theory wasn't <laughs> in my year. I know because you, you you understand that his wrestling skills were good, but you stared his fucking abs. I'm just saying, unlike tight. people who are just like, well, she hot, so she my number one. See, unbiased wrestling official right here, Joe Lopez. And it's good he didn't call it right 
down the middle. It's like good he didn't make my list because he might have accidentally been number one just because I didn't realize that we were ranking No, him. seriously, so. if you would have nominated Austin Theory, I would have put him at number one, and I would have put solely because of his apps. That would have been <laughs> – just jot us down, Mike, and that November, December, we announced to do this uh, again to remind yourself to tell him, rank him. Rank him. I'll do that. I'll also remind you to not nominate fucking the worst wrestlers of the I year. Won't do that again. I won't make that error again, Dumbass! sir. Ever again. Yes, you will. All right. Probably, well, let's move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, second biggest category of the of the year. Uh, it is the matches of the year. Um, we had six total matches receive votes. Um, this one was a good one. Uh, we have a tie for fifth. Um, it was the men's war games match, as well as the Usos and the Street Profits from Money in the Bank, each receiving two points. In fourth place, getting three points, was the Briscoes versus FTR from Final Battle. Receiving five points in third place was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar from Summerfest. In second, from Clash at the Castle, Gunther versus Sheamus in second with six points. And the 2022 match of the year, receiving 18 of the possible 20 points, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, hell in a cell. So who was the one that didn't vote for that? That was not quite unanimous. Jim, it was actually uh, you. You were the one that didn't. Really? Who had number one? You had Roman versus Brock from Summerfest as your match of the year. Oh yeah, fucking that's right. I mean that get plowed. Was fucking awesome. Get plowed. Did you realize they were ranked? We should have. We should have. We should have gotten Ernest the get plowed shirt for Christmas. Probably should have. Good idea. Probably should have. No, but I mean that fucking match was. I mean, maybe I mean, just, well, you could just cut out the middle. in hindsight. Wait, in hindsight, gonna... I might switch that though. You can't Sorry, switch Joe. it, it's too late. I've already done no, I know that. In hindsight, if you're gonna I get him a get cloud t shirt, why not just cut to the chase and buy Laura fucking thing to peg Who's Laura? Lauren. Who's Laura? No, no, it's not. That That's something that will get you. <clears throat> oh, you want to you play that game? Call, call, a woman, call a woman by, by the wrong name. You will die. Yeah. Go ahead. Go in there and call my wife Michelle. You may not make it out. <laughs> no, but seriously though, like in hindsight, if I if I do this over again, which I, obviously we can't, I would probably have to switch and put the fucking uh, match, it, make it a clean sweep. Yeah, uh, my number one, Cody Seth. Number two, Gunther Sheamus. Number three was the War Games match. Yeah, I had War Games. I had the um, the Briscoes FTR from Final Battle. Um, the Double Dog Collar, like that match was just. Mm. It, it was so good, and the two teams used and utilized the double dog collar better than I've seen anybody do a strap, dog collar, chain, any of that shit in a very long time, and they did it in a tag match. What about two and three, uh, Mike? Round up. Uh, you had, at number two, you had Cody Seth, and number Cody three, Seth. Had the Uso Street Profits. Joe's, Joe's top three was uh, the Usos versus the Street Profits at Money in the Bank was number three. Number two, he had the Clash at the Castle match, and at number one, Cody versus Seth at Hell in a Cell. All right, now the final award of the night. Um, it is the Mr. Brody Lee Wrestler of the Year Award. 
Um, this has basically been our wrestler of the week slash wrestler of the month power ranking. Uh, have determined the top 10. Uh, I'm going to go 10 through 5. We'll talk about them, uh, and then we'll obviously reveal the top five from there. Uh, do this one a little bit slower so we can talk about the years that some of these people have had. Uh, at number 10, receiving a total of 75 points, it is Joe's Man Crush, the current United States champion, the theory of relativity. In ninth place, receiving 79 points, we're going to Baskin-Robbins in his glory. Uh, it is Keith Lee. In eighth, 81 points. He is the starting small forward for your New York Knicks, Carmelo Hayes. At number seven, 84 total points. Was part of one of the greatest uh, AEW tag teams of all time, Cowboy Bebop. It is the Hangman Adam Page. And number six, 88 points, the... Now, former TNT champion, still the king of professional wrestling on television, uh, it is Joey Samoa. Uh, let's talk about the uh, these guys real quick before we get into the top five. Um, obviously, Austin Theory propelled into that situation with his U.S. title wins to get into the top ten, um, but had a good year. Not going to take it away from him. Um, the one that surprises me in this situation uh, was Keith Lee um, yeah. because he had some points – um, I guess at the beginning of the year from WWE before he joined, or like maybe he got his, all of his points in AEW. I don't remember. I was just surprised that he was that high on the list. I know the tag title wins was Swerve in their glory, and they had a couple of good matches. I just I didn't expect him to be in the top ten, especially because there were times that he just kind of wasn't existing. Um, but you know, with the way the point system worked, he had a bunch of points early, then got even more when Swerve in their glory won the tag titles. So I think he got. 25 points right there for, cause I think they were first that month. So uh, good year for him. Um, obviously the hangman started the year as the, the AEW world champion. Uh, the injury I think really derailed any chance he had of getting into the top five. Um, unfortunately well, then him getting, him getting fucked by fucking Tony Khan's booking in May. Well, I, I, I still, I, even, but I'm saying even if he doesn't get hurt against Moxley, they would have already, they would have had that match before the show now. I, I feel like I feel like they would have had the rematch before. I get it. The injury I or or even if they don't and he's just wrestling somebody else and is involved in something else. He could have had great matches and, and maybe made a run at a top five spot. Don't think he was ever getting to the top spot unless he won the title back, but I digress. Uh anything else you guys want to hit on on these five before we move on to the uh, top five? No. no. All right. Fifth place, they are the current reigning, defending, uh, unified tag team champions on the uh, WWE main roster. It is Jimmy and Jay the Usos. Uh, number four, the current reigning, defending NXT champion, Ron Breaker. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, at number three, the current Raw Women's Champion, the EST of the PhD of the Onomatopoeia, she don't even go here, it is Bianca Belair. She had 103 total points. That's my girl. Uh, in second place, 115 total points, the multiple-time All Elite Wrestling World Champion and the 2022 Men's Wrestler of the Year, it is Gian Moxley. 
And last but certainly not least, number one, 130 total points scored. The current reigning, defending, unified WWE World Universal Heavyweight Champion of the World, the 2022 Mr. Brody Lee Wrestler of the Year, the head of the table, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Acknowledge me. He had 130 points, propelled to victory on the merit of his uh, finish in the uh, December 2022 Wrestler of the Week. Um, the Bloodline received, um, I believe it was like 24 points or something to get to get him to jump. Uh, Dean Ambrose, um, I had, or John Moxley, not Dean Ambrose, who's Dean Ambrose, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> um, I will say, I voted for the Bloodline um, at number one. I felt the War Games match that they had, uh, aside from the Briscoes, was probably the best match of that uh, of that time frame. Um, you guys all three voted for Claudio at number one, which helped him move up the list, uh, but he was unable to crack the top ten. Um he finished the year. Let me find out real quick because he's the current world champion. I'll do that real quick. Um, he finished the year at 11. He was one point behind Austin Theory. Um, FTR finished 12th with 73. Cody Rose and Wardlow and Seth Franklin Rollins tied for 13th with 72 points. So that is uh, the wrestler of the year. Uh, do you guys want to talk any about the top five? Um, honestly, led by the bloodline, We've talked about how great of a year they've had. Yeah, it's uh, it's the biggest thing in wrestling. Um, it's going to continue to be the biggest thing in wrestling, probably at least at least through the first half of this year, um, if not longer. Um, I think the only the only wrinkle into this. I mean, we're gonna. I think we're gonna have a decent idea by the end of this month. Um, what the next three to six months of um, the Bloodline storyline and, and WWE, how it's going to be driven. Um, but it's, it's the, it's the single best thing going. Um, and I mean, credit to Roman credit to everybody involved, but honest to God, over the past three, four or five months, credit to freaking Sami Zayn, man, that guy is on a different level and I can't help but chuckle at all of these chuckle fucks on the internet that really thought Sami Zayn was going to be going to AEW and in a better spot because of it, because the the dude put on a match with Johnny Knoxville that wait, Ernest, your wife, ain't, she, she, she can't hear this, right? Um, <laughs> he put on a match with Johnny Knoxville that is so much better than it had business being. And then he's literally been one of, if not the best thing in professional wrestling for that last half of the year. He's gotten paid off ever since I've been in a match. He's, he's, it's, it's, it's fucking arguably one of the top three wrestlers of the year, in my opinion, like character of the year. So, yeah. I, I mean, the list is, is what it is at this point. I mean, it, it's settled in, and it's, it's going to be what it is. And like I said, the bloodline's going to be the biggest thing. Still, you, okay, if, what would you disagree with then, since you sound like you disagree with something? Let's, no, let's, I don't. I don't at all. I know. I think the list is where it should be. I, I totally agree with this. I cargo should be higher. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. Yes, not top five though. I mean, <laughs> uh -oh. no, it's no surprises here. I do think uh, I'm really I, curious I, I how the next four years goes. I feel like there is what a is surprise, surprise for you. Top five. It's Braun Breaker. 
Um, well, I mean, yeah, ba I mean, look, based based on the way that that we vote, um, because there's always wild cards, Joe, Ernest, um, but <laughs> I'm more surprised because and you mentioned Ernest. He's consistent. He's he's show. consistent. I think at least. And, and a top five is all these guys have been champions for a, a year, if not longer. But, but but the thing is, is there have been months and. and I've forgotten guys. Jim's forgotten to put guys places. You know, hell, the Usos broke the New Day's record for, for longest title streak with tag titles. Right. And Jim even looked up and said, you know what? Fuck, I forgot about that. And had him at like 18th or 19th. You know, something that of that merit, like I get it. It wasn't like a five-star match, but it was a breaking a record kind of thing. I like, agree. Shit happens. But for Braun Breaker to consistently, for two guys on the show, Joe and Ernest that don't watch NXT that probably don't even know the results of NXT because you know Ernest doesn't even know how to work Google.com. Allegedly, I not, mean, you not would, allegedly, not allegedly. At but all. but here's the thing though with Braun Breaker though, like even I don't watch NXT, but I'm also Braun Breaker still makes my list for at least the, the premium events because he's still winning every 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 month. So therefore he may, he'll make my list at least. So someone's gonna get him. So again, Roman, Braun Breaker, Bianca, you know. Boxing. What I'm saying is when you take, but when you take our, our all of our votes to to create the power the power twenty five, there were plenty of times where he was like 17, 18, because you know you had him at twenty five, Joe had him right. at twenty four, Jim had him at eighteen, I had him at like ten, whatever it was. Okay, I'm saying I get it. Consistency is key, but there were a bunch of guys. Carmelo Hayes, I like. Carmelo Hayes was consistent while he was the North American champion. Surprised he didn't end up with more points. Stuff like that. He's a little Braun lower than I thought. Right. I'm just saying, Braun getting 97 points and finishing fourth ahead of the Usos. It was just a surprise to me. Okay, that I'll agree with. That's, the Usos, that's all that I'm part saying. Right. It's yeah. just a surprise that someone, when two guys that don't watch NXT on a on a at-all basis, aside from potentially PLEs, are, are voting and are weighed the same as two guys that at least know how to work google.com it's just it's it's weird that the nxt guy somehow beat the, the longest reigning tag team champions um as well as the guy who was the AEW champion for a while on adam page and a guy who's been a pivotal role of especially with the relaunch of ring of honor and samoa joe I, I thought braun would make the top 10 let's not let's not say that i just didn't know that i, I he'd be a top five top four wrestler of the year consistency or not it was a surprise for me i mean joe i mean jim barely watched nxt i mean to my knowledge still but but did you not hear what i said whenever i said at least who, knows how to work do, do, no I, I get it i get it but i, I said but Braun breaker always make, I'll, I'll say as much breaker makes my list at least once a month so he's always on my on my on my radar when i'm doing my picks every every month Breaker always makes my list, which one NXT has a, has a show going on, he's defending the title. So that's, that's the thing. You, when you're the top guy in your, in your promotion, you're going to get a lot more eyeballs, a lot more attention, no matter what. So Breaker, but yeah, the, the one thing I will agree with you on, on is the fact that him being over to Usos, given how, how great their year's been, that's a shock. That I'll agree with you on that one. And it's probably because a lot of their greatness of their run has been intensified since unifying the tag titles. Like Money in the right. Bank, it really kicked off. Like WrestleMania was just kind of like, oh, they had a match. Yeah. Like it kicked off. It kicked off with the Street Profits match at Money in the Bank was when their right. year really took off. Yeah, 
agree. And the Sammy thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's the wrestlers of the year. That is the 2022 Takey Awards. Um, do we want to go into anything else, or do you want to you want to jump into wrestler of the week? Uh, Let's go into wrestler of the week. <laughs> all right. All right. So guys, here's the thing. You heard about what we do with the wrestlers of the of the month, obviously. Um, so we had a internal discussion. Um, we have decided to change it to a to a degree. Okay. Um, we used to have where one week uh, a random person would get the third because we had, we started this uh, at the beginning of last year. It was just me, Joe, and, and Ernest uh, before we uh, added Fat Hall to the mix. So I wanted to stay. Hey, yo. I wanted to stay with nine because the way we used to do it was all three of us would get three nominees. Um, so it kept it as nine through the first half of 2022. So I didn't want to really change that decision, um, you know. And then I said, okay, well we have nine, you know, four weeks, it's 36, 25. You're leaving out 11. If people get duplicated, you're probably leaving out seven to eight wrestlers because they're probably going to end up having three people three to five people get duplicated was my thought process. Um, so we have decided now that we're all going to get two nominees. There will be eight nominees a week. So that will leave us with approximately 32 nominees for the month. Um, we've now decided that we're going to rank a top 15 instead of a top 25. We're cutting the fat on the bottom 10 of the rankings. Um, so the way it's going to work First place is still going to get 25 points. We're going to go 25, 24, 23, all the way down. I think that's the fairest way to go about it. If you guys want to change the point scale in some way, shape, or form, we can discuss that off air. What was easier to you? What was easier for you? I mean, I, I didn't know if you guys wanted to give, like, first place 25 points and then second place 20 down, you know, give them, like, a five. No, I, think, five. I think the points no. per spot is good. Okay. Yeah. I think I, that's what I'm saying. If you guys want to change something, we can, we can talk about it off air. We don't need to do it here because yeah. – it's been a long enough show. We're at the hour 30 mark between just the awards. Um, all right. So with the new uh, uh, selection here, um, you know, that means this guy said he's going to keep track of a list. I'm going to fucking hold him to it. Because here's, here's what's going to happen from here on out. Jim's going to text me his list privately. Ernest is going to text me his list privately. I'm going to have my own list. We're going to put some uh, heat back on uh, Skinny Hogan here to actually – keep track of the list because he was so adamant that he would do it. Um, so we're going to keep some, uh, some coal over the fire there. Um, all right. Eight nominees to each. Um, I'm going to give uh, producer Jim um, the right to make the first selection since uh, this is the first year he's going to go uh, wire to wire with us. So uh, producer Jim, I'll give you the, uh, the honorary keys of the Ferrari to start this bad boy off. Um, let me start off with the guy who probably had the best match of the week and is a new IWGP US champion, and that is Finger Poke, uh, what, Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang, uh, himself, uh, Kenny Omega. Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang. That's it. That's credit to Jim Cornette on that one. The guy doesn't get a lot of things right in the, in the year 2023, right. but... Twinkle right. Toes McFinger Bang is is uh is it? Um, I'm I'm gonna go with someone who's finally uh righted the wrong. Uh, that is Ronda Rousey. I I almost took this one, Mike, but I I gave you the honor. Thank you. 
Uh, I'm going to take Charlotte Flair here. Um, so, for those of you at home, obviously our group chat, uh, Charlotte comes out. I go, what the fuck is this music that, that that she's coming out to? Like, I just don't fuck. Like, I don't. I didn't get it. Probably didn't help that I had kids screaming in my ear. Because literally, after she won the title, I heard it again. I'm like, all right. I don't hate this as much as I said I did in that text three seconds ago. Probably helps that I don't have kids screaming in my fucking ears anymore. Um, but yeah, she's back. Um, I love the fact that she's the SmackDown Women's Champion. I just hope this doesn't fucking mean Ronda Rousey's winning the fucking Royal Rumble. Um, Dude, I, I, I honestly think she's going to be gone for a while. Good. Maybe we maybe we should uh, next week uh, chronicle some predictions on that. Uh, we can talk about the Rumble. I mean, we got a couple Matt, weeks Matt, for that. Yeah. We might actually peel back the layer and do the Ultimate Royal Rumble card like we did the Ultimate Survivor Series card. Maybe I'll watch along too next week, month or so. Over the month weekend, maybe not next week. We'll we'll, we'll talk off air, obviously. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Ernest, pick is yours. All right. Give me the new uh TBS uh or TNT champion rather. Sorry. Uh. Give me Darby All In. I'm gonna say you fucking pick Jade Cargrill after that train wreck of a match <laughs> last night. I quit this fucking show. Scourge you, Joe. Um. I'll take Okada. The new, the new really ugly fucking belt champion. No, the really ugly belt is the fucking New Japan. World oh, it's so bad. Do you have that picture? Can let me uh, let me let me find it quick because that that was actually on Tim's end. But it's I on Tim, do. okay. Because I was. Just, have you seen that title that Zack Saber Junior won? Yes. Yes. It's so bad. Ground strap. Yeah. Let me. Uh... Google Toes McFinger Bang wouldn't even want that fucking title. He would and he's not. the collector of titles. He's like, hey, hey, Kenny, you can have this. And he goes, nah, I'm good. No. Nah, fam. Nah, man. Well, nah, man, I'm all right. Hard pass. Yeah, uh, pass. Uh, Jim, while you're looking that up, uh, the floor is yours for your final selection for Wrestler of the Week. Um, my final selection for Wrestler of the Week this week. Um, you know what? The title is fucking hideous. Oh my god! Ugh. Right? So bad. That's so fucking basic. It is so bad, and it's on a brown strap with like gold around the edging of the strap. Zack Saber Jr. couldn't even get it to like mold around his stomach. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. I just don't want to look at it anymore. Um, but I will go with Zack Saber Jr. Look, um, the title sucks. He's got to carry it. I feel bad for him. Um, but he, uh, had the tournament to culminate it in, in the victory for it. Uh, it's not every day you get a new, uh, not every day you get a new champion in a company as prestigious as new Japan. So why do you still have the title belt? It's really ugly. Why is it still up on the screen? I don't understand. Oh, that's Ernest. (laughs) Okay. I think that was racist. I think that was racist. And that's racist. That was racist. Shots. Fired. That that was that one was racist. That really no. Was. He doesn't even have gold around the edges. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> this just got derailed. At least we made it to an hour and forty. Quit, minutes yeah, quit looking at me. Shit. Yeah, at least it's at the end. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. Uh, give me the new uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Give me Haramu Takahashi. All right, give me this guy who retained his title this week. Sorry, Joe. Give me Austin Theory. Oh, you. 
That's just rude. That's fucking rude. Yeah. Sorry. It's even ruder Not because really. there's no way you watched Raw on Monday either. Zero chance. So YouTube's zero. Friend. Google's I'm, friend and through Google, Google also owns YouTube. I'm gonna I'm gonna go from my my pick with um this is one this might be the only time they ever register a pick on any of our shows all year. To be honest, um it's it's a match from Pro Wrestling Noah. Give me Shinsuke Nakamura for getting a win on but I'm pretty sure it was like his second to last ever match. Um not Muda. Nakamura. Um the great Muda. Muda yeah. Because Muda, Muda had his retirement yeah. match at Russell Kingdom. Right, was, right, 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 right. It was like two days earlier that he lost that match to Nakamura in, you know, the, the real forbidden door that's happening right now as he went over to Noah to get that. So, yeah, give me that one. And he won it by making out with Muda. Like, that's not even a joke. Yeah, he, and, like, then, and then Muda yeah. may or may not have said some questionable things afterwards. Did you hear about that? No, yeah, like in the uh, let me see if I can let me see if I can find it. I'm not gonna find the clip, but uh, so, so while you're finding it, let's talk about the fact that Ernest didn't nominate Mercedes Monet on a list, though. But you know, because that fucking move that she tried to pull on Kyrie Sane, hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the um, in the post match comments, Muda said, uh, he's good, Shinsuke's good, um, but maybe he's. Q word, uh, Muda went oh. even further yeah. and said he's a F word, maybe. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Like, man, woof. Like, not great, my guy. Not, not great at all. Like, that's congratulations on a great career. Way to fucking yeah. Way to like ruin life. like ruin your legacy in one in one fell swoop. But uh, yeah, like imagine the Undertaker like had his retirement match and was just like but that AJ Styles sure is he's got that pretty soccer mom right there. like at least the Undertaker has the respect for the business to do it subtly by wearing the nine line and thin blue line shirts in his documentary like he doesn't yeah. like he doesn't have to like be so blatant about it like it's like okay Mark we get it we got it we got it Mark from Texas we see what you're saying unlike his brother of destruction who's human garbage like that guy sucks ass yeah Mark from Texas is very subtle about it. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap this thing up, um, obviously Wrestle Kingdom is coming on. Mercedes Money. Demonay. Demonay. It's it's like the old bit from um, Blazing Saddles. Count the money. It's Demonay. Demonay. No, she actually posted on Twitter building up the match and she it does it's not monet it's mercedes money she literally oh she's biting off carmella nice (laughs) that's just a fail let's let okay so let while i find that oh i believe you but no because i want i want i want to play it because now i'm fucking losing my mind um the the match with her and Kyrie could be really good um obviously we talked privately about the lack of reaction from Japanese fans. Is that um, yet? I'm in English on fight. This is Mercedes Monet. And make sure you Monet. watch Battle Monet. Battle Monet. Okay. 
So it's not. It's a. It's a soft O. Yeah, it, it ain't. It ain't Monet like. like Emphasis on the A, but it, it's a soft. Yeah. It's not Monet. It's Monet. Okay. So Monet. it's money. It's a money. It's money with a hard A at yeah. the end. Got it. Exactly. So a? the match with Kyrie, I think, will be just. Let's go back to being Sasha Banks, you bitch. This is going to be that much easier when you go back Mercedes, to WWE. Mercedes Masala, Masala or whatever. The, <laughs> anything would have been easier than Monet. 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 Janet. I just felt like running. I need to um, find I need to find my tweet because it's it, it basically sums up my, my thoughts on the whole thing. I, I think the match speaking, will be speaking fine. Of t- speaking of his tweets. I think the match will be fine. But what does she do when after the match? When is that match going to happen? It's at, February 18th. Yeah, it's at the New Japan show in California. In, in in California. So what if her name had been Versace Lockbox? <laughs> okay, so right? she, she wants to have a match in Japan. But her first match for New Japan is in California. Yes. Where are the fans? No, I, I, it, it makes sense. I, honestly, I think it makes sense to do it that way. I but, do too. But you're going to take the title off of Kyrie, who you've been building to put the title on her. Wow! You give her not- the, you give her the oh, belt in. How much did they build Kyrie? It was like, like a match that she won. Um, you know they've built her a lot in stardom. Yeah, but not on New Japan proper. They haven't built anybody on New Japan proper. Right, exactly. But they're starting to. They're building. They're building fucking. Louboutin's safety. They built Kyrie. She won the first ever Wrestle Kingdom women's. Here's the thing. I, I don't think this this I isn't. That's all they did to build her, but I'm this saying. isn't a, this isn't going to be a long term run. The, like I think Sasha no. Mercedes right now um, isn't going to sign with anybody. Like I fully expect her to be Soraya's partner on Wednesday on Dynamite. Um, but I I also do not expect we see a Mercedes. Monet uh, is all elite banner after that match because I think she's going to be doing these uh, per appearance per you know one two mat one two three match deals where she comes in works a little bit um, I think you know do we see her in Mexico do we see her in Puerto Rico like I think we're going to see her all around the world for a little while um, she's going to get out all of these things that she wants to do wants to kind of like knock off of the bump card. Um, so she gets the title win in California, uh, which is huge for her. It's going to be a great reaction from the, from the U S audience. And then she's going to get to go wrestle in Japan. She's going to drop the belt either back to Kyrie or to somebody else. So she gets her match in Japan and then probably back to Kyrie, you know, like, and then Kyrie can go back to being Kyrie. And I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem. Thank you. I mean, I don't hate it. I'm just saying. I just, I, I, I don't. Just slam dunking her into the into the title picture. It. Just I mean, it's crazy. it's kind of like what they do at times. I mean, like when, and I get Jericho had wrestled there, but like in the early part of his career well, came to the U.S. Omega into the world title picture when they brought him. He was. The, he went for the junior title first. Yeah, but back when he first started with New Japan, they weren't as quick to give Americans. Like I mean, that. they didn't. They didn't slam Jay White into the into the world title right away. Yeah, but Jay White was nobody when he first came in. Like at least Sasha is. But, but, a, what, I, what, I, but what I'm star. saying is, is you said that's what. I think that's right there. If he had, if he had 
But I'm no, I'm just I'm using but I'm using Joe's argument of that's what New Japan does. Well, but that's what they do with like established stars, is my point. Yeah. They did it with Chris Jericho. They did it with Jericho. Who else who else have they done it with though? Who else, well, who have, else they... have they had come in that were like established stars? You know what I'm saying? Like who else Yeah, I don't like, think I think Jericho, but Styles, I don't think was he wasn't was big to Impact Wrestling. He wasn't big on yeah. the industry. He became a star because he was in New Japan for so long. Because, because he put on a Bullet Club T-shirt. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I don't like like they Mercedes is the Jericho to the I'm women's division. They've done it twice. They don't do it all the time. No, but it's also the only two times that you can really point to. Like, but also, I think when you're when you're looking to establish a division. Um, that's new. Right. Getting a lot of people who are Mercedes fans to tune into it gets eyes on a product that normally wouldn't watch it. Um, that I will tune in and see it, and then the match in California. They're hoping that North American fans will watch the North American show. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's why they're doing it. That's why they're doing it at the at the, the California right. show that's because why, that's why her first match isn't in Japan because how many? Oh, right, right. But, but that's that's what I'm trying to yeah. that's what I'm trying to say, Mike. Is I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just playing the other side of the fence for argumentative state. I'm not saying that it's a bad. Why idea. are we arguing? It's one in the morning. <laughs> Can she be on the show every week? Can be. <laughs> If um, she wants to. No, it, it, because we were having the conversation about her, so I was just playing the other side of the fence because it is something like you said. She's not signing a long term deal. Yeah, that's 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 all it is. Like, are you okay? She wins the title. Is she dropping it in March, or is she not going to come back until July when they have their next big show at one of those arenas, and she's going to go defend the title in Mexico and and whatever to help build the brand? If that's the case, like, fine. And then you have. Kyrie go over to stardom and wrestle all the, the women in stardom. And then eventually you have a number one contender. Then she wrestles in July. Fine. Like I don't, I don't have a problem either way. I'm just saying from a, from a other side of the fence perspective, when you're talking about a women's division, that you're trying to get off the ground. It feels kind of like the Roman Reigns <laughs> effect. If she wins the title, then she's not there. Yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll see what her, we'll, we'll see what her deal is. I mean, but I don't hate it. Again, it, 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 I'm interested to see what happens. 2023 got off to a good start. Looking to see what they decide to do with Kenny Omega with the, the U.S. title because is he going to defend that in AEW? Does this mean that uh, Death Triangle is going to win on Wednesday night? Because that's a pretty big card coming up. Um, that's true. You know, that's that's probably like the first, quote, big show outside after Wrestle Kingdom. You know, we have match number four or match number seven of the best of seven series there. Um, the start of Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson potentially becoming the number one contender. Um, John Moxley, Adam Hangman Page, Soraya and Tony Storm allegedly versus uh, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker that me and Jim both think will end up being uh, Mercedes Monet. Um, yeah, so a lot of fun stuff coming up. Um, Ernest, got anything you want to plug before we kick rocks? Oh yeah, shout out to Sheldon Benjamin, twenty years in the business now. Got knowledge uh, this past uh, on Monday. main event. Oh, main how event. sad! On main event, yeah, I saw that. How like, sad! Why can't, I, why can't I give him the fucking treatment? I'm fucking raw. Anyway, um, early podcast with all past podcast catchers. Uh, I'm gonna huddle up every Tuesday with this jabroni to my right. 
yeah, you feeling loosey, aren't you? And numb. <laughs> yeah, my fucking ass is numb for sure. Will you stop worrying about how numb yeah, your man. ass is. Early? Your obsession S3. with my Twitter S3. feed S3. and my ass are very concerning. Creep. I thought Joe you'll be okay. You'll, you'll be okay. Uh, no. Shut up. <laughs> EJ Christian 7 on Twitter. I'm done. I'm going to sleep, guys. Great show. Oh, that's right. Ernest was obsessed with my nipples. Yes. Damn. Man, EJ, you got problems, man. You need to talk to somebody. You're, you know me eight years. You got not figuring this out now? Really? You need to talk. I'm an, I, I, me and Joe have made it a, a 2023 goal to see more wrestling. Our second goal is to go to, to Philadelphia or Pennsylvania and hang out with Jim and the guys for, for SummerSlam. So we can meet every fucking person that you've been friends with longer before you. <laughs> I love that. That's a good resolution. That's a good resolution. I'm done. So I'm good. Producer uh, Jim. Yeah. Uh, before I close out, credit to Tony Khan for the redesign of AEW Dynamite's uh, logos and sets. Uh, picking red and blue and having big giant screens is really land. Uh, landmark and groundbreaking in the wrestling industry and nobody's ever done it before so huge congratulations to them for that man red and blue so awesome so unique WWE uh, made event. <laughs> so, i'm so thrilled to see red and blue graphics and a big giant screen on a stage that is really really something i've never seen before um but uh, you can follow me at Big Jim Sports, uh, but at Huddle Up Podcast, uh, we are live on Tuesdays. We get and one from EJ on uh, Wednesdays. Um, are we doing a five for fighting this week, Mike? Yeah, it, it'll, it'll be it'll be to you in a little while. All right, cool. I'll get that up uh, probably tomorrow. Uh, yeah, the, there'll be some observations. Uh, I, for- was, I was waiting for the finals of the World Junior Hockey Championship. So I could gotcha, gotcha. All good. Um, that's fine because my observations probably won't drop until Saturday because um, uh, my first observation regarding Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, I'm waiting to see what more news kind of – which here's the deal. The news that came out this evening, um, those sort of investigations can take literal years. So he'll probably be gone before anything comes out of this yeah, anyhow. He'll stay for another two years and be gone wait, wait, before he'll, he'll go yeah, f- yeah, Ficarelli. He'll – Oh boy, uh, he'll he'll <laughs> go for the national title uh, when JJ McCarthy retires. Then he goes to the NFL, and then Michigan's fucked. But uh, so hold on to your seats, Wolverines fans. It's gonna get bumpy. Um, but at Huddle Up Podcast, make sure you subscribe to the feed there because all of the bonus content is uh, podcast feed only. Um, you can uh, follow us on social media at Huddle Up Podcast everywhere across the board. Three Count Thursday at Three Count Thursday uh, across the board. Three Count Thursday dot com. We have the uh, Thursday live show. We talked about our top five matches of the year. Uh, the the uh, Tuesday podcast coming up. We have some stuff. Uh, looking forward to twenty twenty three and a game. Little uh, little fun teaser. You get to, we we played a game called Hallmark Movie or Yankee Candle. So check that out. Um, oh. That's coming up on the Tuesday show and more. So I uh, had, had had a lot of fun there and um, discussions with the nobody at DWAN Pod on Twitter. Discussions with the nobody uh, on Facebook. Uh, drop the new logo and we should have a uh, our first discussion of the year coming up uh, over this weekend. So very good. All right, you can follow the show on Twitter at Take the Number Three Wrestling. You can follow me at They Call Me Burn. Uh, you can listen to the new upcoming podcast that I plugged a little while ago from Adam Lee to zombie, a WWE ECW watch along with me and Joe. 
That drops on January 9th, so that'll drop uh, this coming up Monday. It's already queued up, ready to go. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, we're currently ranking uh, basically uh, jobbers that the Sandman canes through the first four episodes. It's been a lot of fun. Um, Macho Libre. Yeah, Macho Libre. Uh, what I will say, though, uh, 2022 was a, was a landmark year for us. Uh, hopefully 2023 uh, is something that becomes bigger and better. Um, you can check out our T Public store, tpublic.com slash uh, wrestling podcast. Uh, we have three shirt designs the black and white, the red and black, and the Tiger Liger t shirt. Um, I am going to say this, Jim. If TCU wins the national title, I, I would prefer a Death Taxes and the Over uh, black and purple shirt uh, for the Huddle Up uh, store. But- Off the. Make sure my wife doesn't murder me if I make that. But yeah, we'll we'll see what we can do. She's not. Look, she follows the show, dude. Like it's not. I can't hide it well if I'm gonna publicize it. Like all like our wives, you know, your wife's wife cares about. No, and and, 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 I'm not saying that she doesn't have a right to care. Let me preface that. I get it. But death taxes in the over. She's just she mad. I don't blame her, but she mad. Buddy, I don't blame her either. Whenever your team loses, it kind of sucks. It's how I felt a little while ago when I vented to you about the fucking coin toss if the Bengals fucking lose the fucking Ravens. I get it. Trust me. It is what it is. We're going to leave it there. Also, T's and P's uh, to uh, Mr. Hamlin. Uh, good news today. Squeezing hands. Wait. Also to Peyton Hillis, by the way. Uh, oh, that that news from yeah, earlier. That's My God. Hill. Um, keep fighting their uh, uh, big, uh, big road truck. That guy was a fucking beast when he played. Um, so, obviously, T's and peace to all of them. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week with more. We'll actually have actual topics and some fun stuff to go over. Uh, thank you for joining us for the Takeys, a 2022 award show. And as I always say, when you're Take 3 Wrestling, you're Take 3 Wrestling for the